1: a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for
2: listening. So welcome, everybody. I'm Jocelyn, otherwise known as Madame Askew in my performing life. And um, we've been doing Book Club for three and a half years now. So I'm really happy to have some newcomers join us. Um, if you are interested in what we've read previously. I
3: can give you the books. <laughs> yes. I'm getting Please, rid of a lot of
2: books. join us. <laughs> You've got plenty of time. I'm just a chatty Cathy. Um Anyway, we have a list on Goodreads that you can go and find and check out what we've read
4: previously. All
2: right. So, this is our magic list. It's magic right now because it's blank. It's hard to fill it up with your names. And we ask that you fill in your name at the very least so we know how many people are coming and we can make sure people still enjoy Book Club. But I recommend that you leave some form of contact if you haven't been here before in case I'm abducted by aliens and they have to let you know that Book Club has suddenly been canceled due to alien abduction. <laughs> They will never contact you for any other reason except uh, potential alien abduction. So, this is our next book. Works, right? Um, This is by Colleen Gleason, and I've read books by her in another genre. I have never read this book. I've read her young adult sort of Victorian... um, Mm Magic historical fiction. I I don't really know how to summarize that into a pithy genre. It is not steampunk, but it is like Victorian alt history. I'll pass it around in just a moment. Um, Anyway, so this book, uh, I have not read, but I picked it because it sounded spooky, which is perfect for October, right? And um, I thought it'd be a nice change of pace. Last year we read Frankenstein and So, this is Stoker and Holmes. So, you can see, like, it has a little connection to that. And if you read What Ho Automata, it's a nice bridge because there's Holmes. (laughs) And um, if you have not read our last month's book, boy, oh, you, you must read it, it's, it's so good. It is good. So funny. It is like the best book I've read all year. So um, for the coming month, this is 10% off the cover price here at Antigone Books. And um, I think it's gonna be a good read, but keep in mind this is a young adult author, so if you hate that type of book, go in knowing that. All right, so I'm gonna pass this around. You guys can take a look, read the back cover, see what you think. And I hope you will join us next month uh, for that read. And um, all year, we're here every month except for December and March. So welcome. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. So normally what we do is we go around a circle, sort of like a 12-step meeting for book lovers. And we give our first name and what we liked about the book. Um, what your favorite thing was, or if you hated the book, what your least favorite thing was. I want your extreme, passionate point about this book, either end. All right, would you like to start? Sure. Thank
5: you. Uh, My name's Jeff. Um, Man, I don't even know where to start. I just, I love every single page of this book, and I get it, for the ones that weren't here last month, the book we read last month, like... What I loved about it is complete opposite about this one. Where that one was neat that it kept it in small scale, this one was huge and it needed to be, and it was vast and just yeah. Loved every bit of it. characters, the way it was written, the easy read of it, even though it looks like a giant monster book. If I hadn't been moving this month, I'd have been doing it three weeks ago. But
6: it doesn't read yeah, like a great, great book. Awesome, thank you. Ah, June. Um, I like this book very much. Although it made me read, start reading the the Dresden Files because, of course, I, and I'm now on book nine of those, and I actually like them better than this because they're not <laughs> seven hundred pages, and they're more keep concise. Episode. Well, well, this one jumps around a lot, which is cool. You've got a lot of different good characters, but but the Dresden Files keeps it kind of. So it's all from Harry's Blue View. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had you mm-hmm. never read the Dresden Files before? I had not. We have been through this no. before. <laughs> <that's laughs> I right. am it, a recent
1: convert to, to Dresden Files as well, and I'm already up the speed. It's taken day. me eight
0: years of <laughs> yeah. marriage to hear her to pick up the first passage. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and now I. Yeah,
6: you were going to them to me, but I
3: That's how it works. My, how it because works.
6: I'm sitting there with Clem all day, and I bombed so through nine of them, and I'm on my way. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. So, quick show of hands. Who else has read The Dresden Files?
7: <laughs> All right.
8: Good. Oh, you
7: must, if, you know. like <laughs> if you like this, you like <laughs> this it. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> only listening to them on tape.
8: I have, like, yeah. half of them. I never actually read them And
7: the pop culture references are
8: so on point. I I saw the TV show also, which is... I saw it, too. And then, so I picked up, like, the first three books when I worked at Borders, in the coffee shop (laughs) Um, and um, so I picked up you know, three of them and had them on my shelf and I never read them and then I was on Audible and they had the the first one was like on sale for like two dollars and I thought James Marsters is reading it, I'll listen to that (laughs) and then I proceeded to buy extra extra credits extra credits, extra credits (laughs) he is
9: the
1: voice
8: of Wenzel does
1: love (laughs) books
7: Yeah. So I really actually, does. just this
8: past month, I started reading the um, the Furies, the Calderon books, yes, and I. So I'm like on book like five those. of that. Yeah. It took me. The first book was really hard to get into. It took about half the book to figure it out, and then I'm like, "What's happening? What's it?" But I can't turn the pages because I'm listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> but metaphorically, but yes, I like it. So, so, so okay, tell it, us yes. who you are. <laughs> I mean, some I, of us know. I'm, you, I'm, yes, I'm Shelley um and yes um i love this i read it last year i found a hard i found a copy of the library in the express reads and um read it so i'm just i just started rereading it this morning and um and i'm like oh yeah i I love this character i love the cat oh wow and i'm a dog i'm a dog person but i love (laughs) (laughs) and the way that he portrays it, and i realize jim butcher really has a great way of portraying Uh, His animal characters are great. So,
4: um, yeah, so I love Raul. Awesome. Enrique, um, I really liked it. I didn't think the characters were as well-rounded as his Dresden pile characters, and I'm hoping that that's just because it's book one and setting things up. And there's so many characters. And there's so many, yeah. But they they felt kind of like archetypes or caricatures to Mm. me a little bit
7: but I did like them. Um, I'm waiting to find
9: out more about the world. Write yeah. another book. I know. It's <laughs> the next <laughs> 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 yes. um, I'm Lara. Uh, I absolutely love this book. I love The Dresden Files. I never got into this other series. Um, I, basically, I just read the little chapters at the end and didn't care about them. But I, did, I love this book. Um, it was different from the Dresden Files in that like there were more like main characters, different more voices, and um, I wasn't certain how I felt about that. But because it did seem well, if you look at his dressing Files, Stormfront is not his strongest book, but it starts the series out. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's the same thing here. I love the book, but um, there's I still have so many questions. But he did. I mean, there's a, an amazing world there, and I just want to know more about it. Um, so I'm hoping that, I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of his books. I think he's going to
10: create a really interesting world. I'm Doug. Hi, Doug.
7: Um, <laughs>
10: honestly, to be perfectly honest, when I first sat down and I saw how thick the book was, <laughs> I was really thinking, thank God, that's why it took me so long to get through this freaking thing. Because... Um, it seems the same oh, yeah. as every other book You're like, oh, this is yeah. The Hobbit Or this mm-hmm. is potentially Game of Thrones It's the same weight in your hand So seeing that Oh my goodness, made me feel so much better um, I have to Kind of agree with some of the Sentiments that people have been sharing so far Solid book um, The different perspectives um, Especially with how the writing completely Changes when he's doing the chapters with Raul. Um, really appreciated that Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. This didn't feel like his strongest work. It felt like there were some things that were kind of not capitalized on yet. Like I'm I'm r i am i was really hoping for in the battles near the end when it's ship ship combat that one of the etherealists was gonna come out onto the to the actual thing and just start wrecking havoc or <laughs> doing stuff like that. So I was kinda of sitting there and at the end of it I was just like those battles were actually pretty epic though. Yeah. I mean they were pretty yeah, oh, really amazing. It was great. Yes. And and I feel like that's one of the things that the author really does well. Yeah. It's one of those things that you see in the Dresden, the Dresden, Dresden Files. Constantly Dresden. But with each of the battles
9: the battles get more and more intense in each of these Dresden books, too. And like stuff that he couldn't even like used to be, oh my god, but never never. Oh, that's a scary <laughs> place. Now he's like, yeah.
2: so I don't know if you know this about Jim Butcher but he is a real geek he he does wargaming with miniatures plays (laughs) D&D and he also was in the SCA and fenced and did all so he has like a very practical (coughs) grounding in some of the kinds of things that he writes about Obviously no one has practical grounding in uh, ether combat by airship. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the
8: nautical scenes were really well done because yeah. i read all like the Patrick O'Brien books and you know, naval battles and that kind of aspect. Y- I
0: thought he did really You good think you could swear you're watching a mo- an <laughs> old pirate movie the way they're describing oh, the yeah. ships oh. and all Yeah,
9: from one ship to Absolutely. Yeah, I've never seen like any other
1: air battles that we've read? I never pictured it like
9: a picture.
1: Yes. Yes. These are really good. Yeah, I love this. I'm Kelly. Um, uh, what I, one of the things that I really loved about it was uh, you could tell the thoughts behind. He didn't just go, oh, I'm going to do a steampunk novel, and everybody's going to have goggles. There's a reason for those goggles, and he he eventually lets you in. Each thing has a purpose or a reason why. He didn't just throw it in because that's cool, that's now. Um, you know, they have to wear the goggles, otherwise, you know, not only be blinded, but, you know, they'll make themselves sick. You know, the light is, they're not used to seeing the direct sunlight, unless you're in it or not, you know. The, the little details of they have to clip themselves in just Three moving points. down the ship. Yeah. And it takes them 15 minutes to move 20 feet, you know, because they have to keep attaching, you know. It's just those little details of how he crafted that world. You can tell he put a lot of thought and effort behind it to not just, this is it, it this is it. No, this is it and this is why. But he doesn't just tell you. He shows you, you know? I, li- I really like that. And, of course, Rowl. Freaking awesome. I love the cats. How <laughs>
9: can
6: you not love
1: that cat? Oh, and if you... if you, I listen to the audiobook and the guy they have doing
8: Rowl is
6: just... Rowl. Cool. It's
8: so awesome. It might actually get me to listen to him. Does it have a... It has a whole cast, oh, oh, well, so it's, it's one, one guy. guy he does an really
1: amazing job. Okay. Of, but whenever he's,
0: know, okay. He's, okay. He's, he's Rowl,
1: he's... He's literally... Is, <laughs> It is. It's like you can just feel it. And I'm like, oh my god, it's my freaking cat, you know? <laughs> it's just like, it is my cat brought to life. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> or, or Mister.
2: Oh, we have more people. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. We we have more chairs right behind. We'll just open up the circle a little bit.
10: Church the same
3: Oh dear! It's and and, and I can tell you which one might, I'd rather be sitting. Like how well, I'm glad you're here then. Yeah. I mean, well, you the when you get to the battles for on the like like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have it for the, <laughs> like the first I, I think I might have been in the wrong Oh, I Then
10: you're thinking man,
0: or a Viking forest cat. Our German Shepherd
1: puppy is 30 pounds. We just had a wave this morning, and I'm like, here is our In real
3: life, you know why? The obsession of steam pump is goggles. Mm -hmm. Well, my grandfather worked with steam engines as a young sailor. Steam's hot! (laughs) You'll burn (laughs) your (laughs) eyes out blind you. And protect your eyes.
2: So, real quick, do we (laughs) still have the book for next month traveling around? It's right
3: there. Oh, no, the book is here. Yeah,
2: so that we can
3: pass it to the rest of the circle.
2: Thank you. Oh, my boy. Of course. Jim, you're a special guest this month. Oh, I am. I'm because special because you are it. with <laughs> Creative Play and Podcast Network, correct? Aww. And you're going to be podcasting our book club meeting yep. this month. So. Oh, you are. Oh, my yep. Doing
0: a podcast episode of it. It's the 11. subtle recorder. Yes. So So if there's anything you want edited out, just let me know.
2: Right. And and also feel free to use uh, you know, aliases or not your last names as well. It's you too late say. now. Go by first names, yes. I'm sorry about that.
0: Well if you want, just write on a piece of paper and I'll no, put your no, name and I'll fine. say person number one. And it'll sound just like that on the recording when you say your name. <laughs>
2: So, Jim, thank you but, for joining us from the Great Play, and Podcast. And uh, did you read the book this month? I,
0: I've, I've read the book way when it came out, oh, like, okay. way back then. And re-listened okay. to the audio. One of the things that, uh, my name is Jim. I love Jim Butcher. I mean, literally, I waited for his third Dresden book to come out real time. Which, by the way, it's murder when you're exactly. waiting a year yes. between books yes, for them to come imagine.
9: out. Then how long since his last Dresden yeah. book now? Yeah, and they keep changing the date they're going to release. That's art He's four <laughs> Well, no, he's. This came out a year ago. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. and oh, There's still yeah. no piece. Well, that, and we're be, we're pulling him around the country for visits and stuff too, which is mm. nice. Yeah, you should it's stop so inviting
2: him to Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, um, no, no,
7: never,
0: never. But uh, one thing I really loved with the book was, yes, how the, the four main characters are really strong and good by the end of the book. They do start really arch- archetypal, but that's because he's throwing a lot at you at once, and he's throwing four storylines at you that tie in at the very end, which I thought he did a really good job of, you know, bringing these four separate characters through four storylines that actually tie neatly together. And of course, you can also—I can still tell when I read it the first time—his editor cut a lot out. Probably did the whole, next book, next book, third book, third book, fourth book. <laughs> that, that's one of the feels that I got out of. But I thought it was a really good book with the characters that you love, you love. Like me, Rao, and, and Grimm. Those yeah, with, yeah. Like when he describes the yeah. scene when Grimm's doing his first attack run, and describes how a ship goes from hundreds of you know feet above their target, and then oh. basically drops right on top of them to make an attack. Just the, the energy he got into that. And then... The swashbuckling angle. It felt like a old fashioned pirate movie when he's describing the ship scenes when they're fighting back and forth. And of course, the do them a mercy, kill them, don't let them hit the surface.
3: I <laughs> uh, John. Uh, I didn't read the book for the last seven months. I either, I, I live in Sierra Vista, which is far away. I either got the book, couldn't make it to the meeting, or could make it to the meeting, but I, I didn't get a chance to read the book. So this time I'm up here got the book. I have a month now to read it for the next week. Uh, I love Watho Wat Watamada. I was a big fan of uh, Jeeves and Wooster. Oh, yes. Uh, that, uh, which is uh, Obviously, it's a parody. Sequel, oh, a parody, yes. But, uh, I,
7: I'll never I, feel about orangutans the same yes. way. <laughs>
11: <laughs> and I recommended the, the sort of sequel. He did a full book sequel called The Unpleasantness at Baskerville Hall. With oh, yeah. the same characters. So yeah. you get a chance to pick that
2: one so hopefully after our discussion today we will convince you to read yes, this um bludgeoning yes. device or book <laughs>
0: grand home uh
2: the, yeah this and i'm cleaning Tolstoyan. out my
3: apartment so i have a whole lot of the books we have read some of them i'm keeping but some of them you know i'm just going to get rid of them. next time i come i'll bring them
12: please do yeah. we'll find homes yeah. for them i'm kathy um i love that cats could talk i've never read really a book like this before so i enjoy the out of it uh, Awesome. The only thing yeah. I didn't like is I actually just moved to Arizona, so I had like rushed through reading it. So I would be to be here. So like, oh, it's kind of really You yeah. can read it again. Well, can I am going to read it again. I moved from Colorado. Oh, welcome. Yeah. So I've been here less than three weeks. Oh
3: my, my gosh. 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 Yeah. Thank wow.
12: You live in Tucson? Cerevis. No. You're joking. No? So yeah, I drove well. all the way up here. I was
3: like, I'm making it to this town. I'm going to come. I'm going to
0: meet some new we people. We made it fast
2: to show yeah. you we Well, welcome uh, to so Tucson and welcome to the book club. You um, we do do this every month, and uh, this is sort of an outcropping of the Tucson Steampunk Society. So if you like the genre, oh my goodness, we do like three or four things every
12: month. The uh, Steampunk I Community was. I actually went wise. to uh, Tombstone last weekend, but oh. I wanted to try and catch some of you and see your Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Did you did you see any of us? I, I thought maybe, but I don't. I'm not really. All
3: right. oh, by the way I should share this I, I used to go I drink in that sometimes in the American Legion Club which is at the very end of the, final, of the parade and I, everybody's in there drinking as on, the, on Saturday uh, alcoholics are drinking when they said the parades come the steampunk people are coming by everybody in the place left in the drove they say gotta see the steampunk, they're the best <laughs> well thank you <laughs> Where they we hard. work awfully
2: hard last year we had a giant squid yeah. I'm not, I, I think we're gonna be pretty
11: fabulous this everybody year. we're gonna be very fabulous this year
2: so uh welcome to book club this is our our list it's the anti-alien abduction list or um in case of alien abduction they will only contact you if I've been kidnapped. In other words, I okay. can't do book club. So welcome, and we'll come back to you and get your name and what you liked about the book. So thank
11: you for coming. I'm Marissa, and uh, I've been coming here since June. And kind of just, I was kind of like you, found it and had almost no time to read the book. So I found it online first after going to the uh, Phoenix Comic Con thing on steampunk in Arizona. Okay. Senior presentations. So, yeah, sure um I I loved the book. I didn't actually I loved the the opening that you know that fight scene was fantastic. It sucked you in and grabbed you. And then I was a little disappointed when it switched to the you know the um, the academy and the you know and I thought, oh it's another, you know, divergence another, you know, teenager saving the world. We really need this and and then they brought me in the talking cat, and that was it. <laughs> I was, that just sucked me in. Because you know. here I was, they were leading up to that duel that was supposed to happen, and it didn't, and was, okay, and then the cat, you know, <laughs> it was like, there we go, okay, I'm going to finish this book, because now I'm hooked up. All about the cat. And the funny thing is that I, 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 I was, the cat was, uh, my cat this one that my son is a seasonal park ranger, and he brought home this injured kitten that's now ours, apparently. And it was sitting on the coffee table kind of looking at me, and i went like, And he's like, growl. He he can't literally nose up to my face. (laughs) I think it means something in (laughs) cats. Clearly, he knows about his his I I remember an
3: episode of Twilight Zone where they had a guy, a soldier from the future, came back, and they sent a time warp or something like that, and he could talk to cats. Because apparently... Cats in the future, like hundreds and hundreds of years in the future, are used as scouts ah. in the army, and, the, and soldiers well, are start taught the language of uh, Star Trek. Star, oh, Star- Trek, oh, I saw this as a little kid in a black and white movie. Michael yeah. Ansaro was the... Was the uh, oh,
8: delightful.
2: Michael
3: Ansaro was the soldier from the future. Um, it was a black and white, I think, I believe Twilight Twilight's an episode, so, uh, that they could talk to, to cats, because cats could go silently, quietly, see things and come back
7: they could ask the
3: cat, what, what did
2: you see? So welcome to book club. I have not seen you here before. Because so I've never been here before. Well, welcome <laughs> to your first one. That's a really first, good plan. That's good. Well, I like to check in because um, normally I play askew, and so I use my, my lack of memory for certain things to advantage in that role, but then I like to check in the rest of the time. So I'm Jocelyn, and you are? Robin. Robin, welcome to Book Club. Um, you read our latest I book. I did. What was your favorite thing?
12: That's what we're sharing right now, your favorite thing about the book. I liked the philosophical discussion on red and blue, on perceiving red and blue, or red and green, or no, blue oh. and green. yeah. So, because I've had those thoughts. Oh, delightful. <laughs> and it's like... So actually, I was really blown away by that. Wonderful! That's
2: very charming. I'm that is like kind of an arcane bit of the book, and I'm glad it stuck with
7: you. So.
2: Um, now, those of you who've been here many times know what the next question is, <laughs> but for the newcomers, this will be a surprise. Who is your
11: favorite character,
2: Marissa? Gee,
11: I think it would be the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. he, I, he was just, you know, just such a cat attitude, and just, you know. The Should we maybe ask
2: I if there's anybody whose favorite character wasn't was there?
9: not <laughs> <proud>. Yes. <laughs>
11: yes. Um, first of
2: all, <laughs> uh, uh, a show that. of hands. Who loves the cat? All right, a lot of cat love it's here. It's the book of
0: Ralph. Oh. Ralph is pretty fantastic.
2: Um, so so I'll I'll change the question up a little bit. Who is your favorite bipedal character? <laughs> Who was your least favorite character? And did you like Ralph? Wow. There you go. Or why did you like Ralph? Maybe that's a better. Okay, least so Our most
11: favorite bipedal character, I think it was Corinne. Um Least favorite character is the the, the nasty witch. Um, oh what's Cavendish? Name? Is Cavendish. Yes, I Cavendish. memorized the book at the end, and you know, yeah, darn it. So yeah, so of course, you know, it's a sequel. <coughs> oh, oh yes. Yes, I mean, there's just no no redeeming virtues at all to that person. So. Um, what, was my third qu- oh, sorry, what was my third question? What did you <laughs> like about Raul? uh Just just the. the a pure cat attitude. Anybody that's ever had cats or been around cats or, you know, cats. And at the end, you know, with the, I don't know if everybody's finished it, with the cast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh I've got a cast on. I can't cat. be seen. Let me just commit suicide. Just shave the toe. Yeah. <laughs> and they shaved part of his head. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, one of my cats
2: did break his leg when I was a little kid. And he had this long cast on his back leg and he'd drag it around he'd <laughs> <and laughs> have the coat of shame and he'd like drag the cast and then he'd just go into a corner and he'd face plant the, into the corner and just stare at the wall with <laughs> projection. <laughs> so I really related to the whole, you know, broken limb thing.
12: Oh, um, I loved Folly. I loved oh, folly, 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 I think it's folly. Folly. Uh, folly. God. I just her like sense of duty as Madame parents and how she was just waggy as all get out, but she was like there and doing her thing, and that was her thing, and I really, really liked that. Um, I think that Madame Cavendish, I think she was a monster. I didn't really like her in that, and all she was But Of course, I love the cat. And my favorite part about the cat, because I'm totally going to say this too, is how he, I think, he saw himself as like a caretaker, you know, of Bridget and me.
7: Glenn,
12: and he's so far above them and they would be lost without him things. I, <laughs> I love that kind of air of
0: superiority. It just, really uh, of course, I love Ralph. I mean, yeah. I love just the catitude. He had it, and then the fact that basically they were all his pets, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say my favorite character would be Graham, of course, because he was the swashbuckling noble captain. he's willing to take one for the team, you know. And least favorite would actually be the bully from the Academy that was setting up the other... Oh, I forget his original, name, but original. he was perp- purposely setting up that duel to basically Just damage much. her fam- <laughs> family.
2: Her, her poor, benighted family of yeah. two people who yeah. didn't yeah. need any more, yeah. you know, crap. But right.
0: yet yeah, they sold great meat and they didn't overcharge for it when they probably could have.
2: Of course,
1: well, but, you know, but... Um, and I didn't like Kevin Islet. I thought she was a little two-dimensional, um... But the one I hated the most was Rook. Yes. Oh. I'm like, you just, I just hated the fact that he kept getting away with stuff. Yeah. You know, he reminded me of an adult Reginald. The Rat master. Um Yeah, he like, you, you, you know, so I really hated him. But I, I also really liked Folly. Um, this, The whole etherealist having, her description of filling holes totally summed up and succinctly identified why they were so... Whacked, you know that, and the filling of the holes. I thought that was brilliant, and her, the way she, you know, used, you know, it, it helped that Bridget was so. Uh, uh, well, he, she could, her nature of working with the cat, you know, and so that she could pick up on things more. She was more, she could, she could understand things outside the normal. So it's like, oh, okay, I see, and how. I think that's why their relationship was so special. But Folly was so clever and just so sweet. And it's like I could just totally picture her with the, the peppermint hair, you know, <laughs> and the braided hair. into peppermint And I just, I just loved how she was so sweet and so colorful. And, you know, she was always so concerned for
12: everybody. <laughs> She's a great character.
4: I really liked Gwen
12: just because it's a very... Realistic for that age and, and mostly that age. <laughs> 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 and then Rook was my one I
4: just, you
12: know. He's terrible. He's yeah, a terrible. horrible, horrible yeah. person. But like we said, they get away with a lot and that they're not caught a lot.
10: so bad right after you because Gwen was my least favorite person I <laughs> <laughs> it was more as far as like how she was developed I felt like it was very much you got a cookie cutter and you know we're going to have a sh- strong female because she's strong and like it, it didn't really feel like there was a lot to her later on in the book it started to get developed but early on it was just very convenient in a lot of ways in my mind um so that, that was okay. she was the only one that everyone else like even uh, Cavendish I felt like the holes in their head her humanity was that hole
7: <laughs> yeah. and
10: you know being such a sadist understandable in that regard Then you know if everything that could make you relate to people in a good way is gone yeah I can totally see someone being that way um, a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked uh, Ferris overall. Um, in a lot of ways, he kind of reminded me um, of some of the the Dresden Files um, characters that you see, with just how they're really quirky. Yeah. Um, like I just remember in the middle of what was it? I think the um, the Silk Weaver had just gone into the bar and. Closed everything up, and they're like, You need to go and get your staff. And he's like,
7: There's door knobs. <laughs> <laughs> just just that
4: of
10: like,
6: oh my God. The wonky
4: wizard angle, oh no, which is Like, great. he's
6: so powerful, but
10: door, door knobs. knobs. Him. You put him in a locked or a closed room, it doesn't even have to be locked. He's completely helpless. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yet the cat can open doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <the cat> can.
10: <laughs> so So I guess that was the thing that I, I really fletched on to, to Ferris um, just because he was enjoyable in that regard and uh, as far as why I liked Raoul same kind of thing as everyone else is saying, you know, it's very much he was a cat. <laughs> you know, he captured that really well, and the part where he comes, spoiler, sorry, um, where he's got the spurs on and uh-huh. doing stuff, was just one of those, like it just Uh-oh. reminded me of, you know, whenever you grab a cat and you're messing around with it, and then it'll rattle onto you and then just T- take those back the heck out of you, you with yeah, the back, uh-huh. that was what I was thinking, but just while it's doing that. Moving along the bottom of this thing to Wolverine just a fire off to the <laughs> next bed. It was yeah, so I easy I really, to visualize, too. Oh yeah, it, was, it was great. It
9: was delightful. Well, I liked a lot of the characters. It's a huge cast. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and even like the bad guys kind of needed to be there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I like, you know, I think maybe Gwen did get on my nerves at first a lot because she. She thought she knew so much, but she has so much growing up to do yet. Um, I don't think I'm going to, like, I don't hate her at the end of the book. I just, at the beginning, I found her a little, she needed to grow a bit. Um, but I, I love Raoul, and I love, like, the three-hour negotiating standoff. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledged acknowledge the other, because it is, oh my God, is that <laughs> I not what a cat <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah I just I just love the book
4: um I think I I really liked Bridget I feel like she's the one that kind of grew the most she started out you know in theory she had the same kind of background as Gwen but she made more of it I think um and she just turned out to be like really strong with you know an inner strength um and physical
8: okay. strength perceptive but, too. Yeah.
4: and perceptive and perceptive
7: um,
4: and maybe, maybe that was all. Maybe that was all, you know, Raoul's work.
7: He would certainly um, take credit we'll for it. Good superior than
4: non-good people. I also didn't like Rook for the same reasons to get it in the end and I hope he does somewhere
1: down the line yeah. so probably normal, or book three too. or four no. Yeah. no 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 Rook was too aristocrat for him yeah.
4: yeah yeah oh, Rick oh that's right was
10: the, uh, the other one Alex
2: Alex was, yeah. Bayard is
10: Bayard
1: is, no no Bayard was the other love uh, Bayard
2: is the other admiralty Kat, person yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort but of he's the same friend. level as Rook but we like Bayard yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. or at least I he's, hope we all like Bayard he's likable <laughs> <laughs> well, and he then, makes
1: no comp. He yeah. hes perfectly honest that he's not the great. He's not a nice guy, <laughs> but you can count on him when you need to.
4: He's not a bad guy, I know.
2: Um,
4: I actually liked a lot of the bad guys. I thought he did a good job fleshing them out, except for maybe Sark, and I'm, maybe he's got a story somewhere yeah. down the road. Oh, I so. But I like how mm-hmm. I like how he showed crazy in three different ways. Yeah. Um, and they're—they're they're all pretty distinctly different. The, is it the major of the Aurorans play? Like, I like that you got into his head a couple times
7: mm-hmm.
4: you couldn't
2: just like completely hate the Aurorans
4: yeah. they
2: were exactly. not like monolithically two dimensional bad guys exactly. there's a story there and who knows, maybe in book two we'll learn more about that yeah. story because <laughs> they get, a, yeah
0: because yeah, right. someone's manipulating everybody you know?
2: it's very exciting that,
7: that's it's what a makes very a very
9: terrific right? <laughs>
8: Jim Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say I think I like Bridget the best. Because I felt like even though she, she comes at the beginning, she seems like lack all the self-confidence, and she's like, uh, but actually she seems to have a deeper well of wisdom innately and maybe just more life experiences than say Gwen does. Yeah. Um and so she had I think she has a lot more has drawn already in the book. Um, to,
5: uh, well, yes
6: her. yes so uh,
8: Yes. Um, I Rook made me really angry. I'm like I'm like, how come he keeps getting away with it? Um, yeah. And um, Raul just always just his uh, the you know the these silly humans they don't know anything <laughs> why don't they find out how to do it from us real people so yeah um, yeah that's
9: but then he had to go into the burning building to say, the your mouth. She's the only one who knows how to scratch his so ear, right?
0: That's <laughs> right. Um, and when you put that much work into the, the, the relationship right. and training
3: then. Right. There, there, there are some animals that's, that's not a, a joke. They, oh, they okay. actually think mm-hmm. of us because, you know, dogs, like dogs, they hear better than we do. They, mm-hmm. they smell better than we do. Sometimes they look at us like, I remember my mother, little Maltese, like, how stupid are you? Don't you smell the dead mouse behind the <laughs> television? They would they could mm-hmm. walk over and go like this and point. and goes, go, what the hell? How she pointing oh there's a dead mouse caught in a trap Damn. like don't you smell that what's wrong with you oh animal? yeah my
9: cats feel so terribly sorry for my inadequacies yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're always just like <sighs> <sighs> how can you be so and one time I was I, I, I was saying, you know I only walk on two legs when you trip me it's it's hard. And one of them looked at me it's like, Well, why don't you walk on all four yeah, limbs? Why do you
7: walk like that? It's <laughs> so much more efficient.
9: <laughs> it's like it's not my fault that you're too stupid to use all
3: four limbs. Did anybody you have a dog ever do this to you? Were they on your leg or arm or something like that, they'll put their head here and like put their neck on you like that. That's a wolf gesture. That means don't worry, I'll take care of you. Both oh. Mothers do that to their puppies. Like it's like, Don't worry, I'll take care of you. Like, and I said, like, this, this dog is a Maltese this big. He's telling me, she's telling me, don't worry, I'm going to take care of <laughs> it. I'll warn you of danger, I'll, I'll take care of everything.
4: That's very really thoughtful of her. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> that mailman's coming.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's just, she's warning you, especially that she was special. I don't need to take away from the thing, but once I got a package of venison sausage from Michigan, a wild game of sausage, and I gave her some of it. And for almost two years, every time the mail truck went by, there was this like fuss like I could do and believe. Like, oh my God, here comes the sausages again. And when the truck would leave, he would go like bark by, what are you doing? What are you going away? Let's bring him back.
9: I was driving down the street last year, and I saw the mailman coming this way, but there was a dog. He's given those uh, mailboxes hell. He was going to get get that all straightened up before the scary mailman
2: came. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs are very good that way. They're, they're
6: good protectors of the mail. I liked Benedict. Benedict. Was yeah. he dreamy? He was dreamy and he was always hungry. <laughs> and it made me hungry when he ate those <laughs> sausage rolls.
2: <laughs> oh, no. By the end I was like, maybe we should learn to make sausage rolls.
6: <laughs> good <laughs> idea. Oh. Except he felt like, well, anyway. Yes. Maybe we can bake them. Um, and who did I? Well, obviously uh, the, the the woman, what, the Man. yeah, yeah. C- Cigarettes or whatever, what was? was yeah, it? what was her first name?
4: Sycorax
10: But there was one time where Ferris mentioned a different she name. She had like cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Cora, Cora something, something like, like that. I thought that was a nickname
4: of Sycorax Corpse, maybe. Maybe. Well, he specifically says, oh, so that's it the name
1: you're going by, 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 by now. Kind
0: of yeah. 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 So well, it's well, like she, she's like doing the whole Sith thing she really where she used to, to be to on their change, side and now she changed that. A good it's your favorite.
7: Yeah.
0: You strike down a like stronger. Absolutely.
5: Man, you know, like I started off thinking, oh, these are my favorites. And then Hunter Page, I'm like, I don't like them anymore. like these guys I think if I had to pick... I, I really liked Folly, and especially once her and Bridget kind of got together, they just, like... They meshed. Yeah, they and exploded into this wonderful combination of, like, when she's explaining how the holes were filled. and It, it was like they needed each other in this book to bring out all this information. Mm-hmm. and, and uh, But I can't say it was anybody I really didn't like. Uh, if I had to pick one, it was just win, but I just felt like it, it, they told enough of her story to make sense for this mm-hmm. one. I see much bigger things for her in the next one, uh, kind of like uh, Benedict. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. told enough of his story for this one to get you understanding who he is and what he's doing. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Grimm's crew. Kettle uh, yeah. and, and Greedy and those guys. Yeah. Every every time yeah. Kettle was General, on page, he was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so he yeah it's great. Grim and getting wife. on to him and telling him, you yeah, to Don't <laughs> act that way. But, uh, and the cat was great. He was so, you know, such <laughs> so comic shy. relief at times. <laughs> and then, uh, all I could think was like, my wife used to have cats. And terrible. I just thought, like, can we have a cool cat like this guy? But yeah, uh, yeah, some folly. Bridget, when uh, oh, I really liked Cavendish though, I thought. Uh, as a villain, she thought. As well a done. villain, she Yeah. So, man, every time I turned the page and saw she was fixing to drink tea, I was like, oh. Oh. somebody's That's fixing to get ready. it. And I don't know who, but
2: somebody's <laughs> in trouble. So. Tea never seems so diabolical. <laughs> before. Someone's
0: going to make a tea Absolutely. faux pas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, no, I was nervous and I know my tea. I was like, oh <laughs> no, did I hold my
6: teacup raw? <laughs> yeah. That's bad.
7: Yeah.
2: So now you mentioned when you came in that you had some thoughts on the book. Is there a question you'd like to throw out to the group or an observation? Well,
7: um,
5: last month was my first month in the book club, so I'm very new to the whole steampunk genre. So as I was reading it, I remembered the questions from last month, and one of the big ones was, is this steampunk? And the whole time I was reading it, I kind of tried to apply that to the book and me being a novice in the subject is I didn't catch a lot of what well, makes this steam pump. Cause you, you, I never really heard them mention steam until they were on the ships, or you know there was a lot of gears and sprockets and things going on. So I was, I, at the end of it, I wondered how people with more you know, knowledge of the subject would take away from it, but I, I didn't, it didn't like just punch me in the face that it was a steam pump or not, of course science fiction, but also I don't know if that's the right term for it, I just didn't.
3: So the genre is still defining itself.
5: Yeah, I, mean, I yes, people you know.
3: Didn't, people didn't call rom- the Romantic period of literature wasn't called the Romantic period until like 20, 30 years after it was over. You know, we, we then they realized that all these books had this in common. And The guy who defines steampunk is probably, in nursery school, diapers right now will grow grow up to, to you know, one day when he's a PhD of literature at Harvard he'll, he'll write some essay
5: to find it. You know, like, it just it, it seemed you know, even when they spoke of the, the eatership and the way the ships traveled, there wasn't a lot of use of this, it was yeah, yeah, the things <laughs> I mean, they, that, the they things that the, powered this yeah, world no, were different. different. Ether yeah, but it's yeah, very
6: it's
9: common it's in steampunk. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's like the
0: imperial angle is a lot, lot of what they go for too in, in steampunk. Let's,
2: let's roll that one around the group and see can, what people a good, think. A good
0: is good good is
2: it steampunk? What well, do you
6: think? Well, I didn't think it was as steampunk as many other things we have read, but I thought it was a wonderfully creative world and I look forward to more of it.
2: And last month's was like in your face, very nail <laughs> on the head, yeah, very clear. Uh, no ambiguity, this is a That'd very steampunk old. book. Yeah. We've read some that are even less obviously steampunk yes. than this, like um, yeah. Map of Time. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that whole series. That whole, It's like very loosely steampunk. Yeah. So um, it, it does definitely run a wide spectrum, and, and that I think you're right, John. Um, although uh, there, are, there are so many... We're already really talking about the meat of this. I would yeah, say yeah. that, like, um, the steampunk scholar has a website, and he's a really good person to—he has a PhD in yeah. literature, and he is writing critical theory. Scholar? Yeah, really charming gentleman. Oh I Haven't gotten to meet him in person, but I'm such a fan girl.
3: Literary criticism—that's a whole field. I mean, like, but, but really, how 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 old do you think is? Uh,
2: the the term was coined in the 80s, yeah. mm-hmm. but we have books that are like solidly steampunk from the 1970s. Oh, and yeah. So and of course we've read
1: well,
6: Jules Verne and H. Right. H. G. Wells H. G. Wells, H. G. Wells yeah. especially. It's yeah,
2: they de- they definitely are like the the foundation from which our genre pulls.
3: What do they call this? A- a- I can't think of the literary word for that.
2: Speculative fiction? No,
3: no, they they. they it's, I'll think of it,
2: I'll go. When like it comes to, to Yeah. So what did you think, Shelley, is a steampunk?
8: Why or why not? I'd probably say yes. I think of the steampunk books that I've read, they all seem to have a very wry sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that uh, this book had me laughing a lot. And I think that that, it, for me, is one of the things that I like. about it. it's, it's, it's like, even when there's action and danger in it, conflict, there's still kind of a very uh, there's a lot of humor in it still and so, I know it's not really what makes it steampunk, but that's the thing that I noticed the ones that I've read all have in common and I like that,
4: so I almost want to say it's like more gas fantasy than steampunk Um, it felt a little light on the steam and a little light on the Aspect too, but definitely, definitely, it was very cohesive and enjoyable.
2: Yeah, and some people really do separate those into two categories: gas versus steampunk, and some people roll them into the same. I'm like a very, I'll take everything kind of person. I'm like, are, is there an airship in it? <laughs> all right, I'm good. There. we're good to we're go. There, I'm there. Boom. <laughs> and goggles? <laughs> and uh, goggles? <laughs> Rates? There's a reason for the goggles. It's not just the sepia wash. That's the thing I look yeah. for. Did they just take a story, plop it down, and then go, oh, steampunk's selling really well? Let's glue some gears yeah.
1: metaphorically yeah, on this yeah, story. He
2: crafted it to yeah. have yeah. a
1: reason. That's well, what I like about it. I guess that's what I almost all like.
5: I mean, it's yeah. almost like these. He's he went, purposely, it's like he went and read exactly. Steampunk and got all these ideas, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to make my own. It's own basically yeah. we'll his, his interpretation without being like heavy-handed. Yeah.
0: yeah, he tried well, yeah. to gently bring it to you and then explain the tech while he's doing it, yeah. like well, the wonder, gauntlets. I, mean. I wonder
4: if he had elements of this before Punk became really yeah.
0: big, and
2: I think maybe he did. Merged. But also, I remember when the Dressin' books came out, Quite some time ago now, and um, that first one, you know, urban fantasy had been around for a while, but it was like the Charles DeLint urban fantasy, which was all about pulling out of fairy myths and folklore, and it had a real specific flavor, and then you get this new wave of urban fantasy writers with uh, Jim Butcher doing something completely different, and Butcher's vision of vampires and werewolves and everything else in those books is really mm-hmm. idiosyncratic and particular to his books. Mm-hmm. I think he's done the same thing with this. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. I liked it. I actually never thought about whether or not it was steampunk too much because I was having too much fun
7: reading it. But it's questionable. Like
5: as I was reading it I didn't think of it but every time I would put it down I'd go Cause I was yeah you know, just after yes, last month that question. yeah yeah I kind of thought well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all prepared this month I'm gonna go <laughs> right. I'm super prepared yeah so as I, every time I would put it out, I'd go oh, is that steampunk I guess I need to know more about steampunk because I didn't really get steampunk as I was reading it like it, it was the just there's there's that
3: movie that. Has, uh, it's Lord Byron and Mary Shelley they have that oh. weekend in Switzerland and they're, oh, yes, they're yes. deciding what's a gothic novel. Exactly. Mary Shelley writes in like in a day and a half wrote Frankenstein they'll just in say the is, is this one is in this the one, movie <laughs> you know like
5: either way I mean uh, you can call it whatever you want to example. and I'm looking do. forward to together eight, and eight and or ten more of my <laughs> <really laughs> although at this size
2: it, it may not be like quite as prolific as Dresden so what do you think? Is it Steampunk? I think so. I mean, he, it's
9: an alternate technology, the ether, and then the, uh, what do they call the crystals? Yeah. And there were airships all over the place, and it was very much the, like, just kind of the alternate, alternate reality that Steampunk has. Yeah. And they were, oh god. The, the the guy the engineer fixing the ship, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they're just there getting dirty and greasy and all the other stuff yeah. that, you know, <laughs> fixing stuff. And I yeah, would have yeah. loved that.
3: That's what my grandfather did. He fixed steam engines. And but one the one
9: thing that got me, though, is the copper on the swords. Yeah. Copper's really soft. That seems really impractical to me. And I got what he was saying about it, trying to keep the uh, humidity away from the ferrous metal underneath. Yeah. But the copper is... You're going to going get to nicks indeed. in the copper, and it's going to make the, the, the rust of the ferrous metal yeah. worse. So that and that's what I studied was archaeological metals. Yeah. There is a reason that the bronze age was superseded by, by the iron age. I, I had great issue with that. But that was my only issue in the world. <laughs> I think the copper is easier to
3: work we go with. Through another well, it has to be replaced, but it's easier to work yes, with. Yes,
9: but the thing is, the whole reason that they were using the copper was to keep the, the rust away from the, from the... I don't know if iron or steel, I, I can't worry. remember now.
3: That person did not who put that in doesn't know my metals.
9: <laughs> yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying that it, it drove me nuts because the copper is going to get nicked and have to be worked all the time but you're still going to get the rust underneath when it nicks you're yeah. going to get rust in there and it's going to get a lot about how they had to maintain them and yeah
5: how they he was scolding yeah, the guy but it's still
9: not a practical because yeah. you're going to get with copper you hip they're going to get all nicked up yeah mm-hmm. and I you're still going to get the moisture like, underneath and to
5: me that's another one of those things that like i feel like we're going to get an explanation later like it's gonna be perfect at some point. Why are they living yeah. in spires? Like yeah. and then, when I got done with it, I'm like, God, I got like a continuing question. It's a dystopian, like, you know. Yeah. Well
7: I think
9: <laughs> I yeah, is
7: stuff,
9: like my my this is This is gonna question. be what happens after the outsiders take over. I hope not. Well this is not confusion if keep talking about it being Earth. Right. Not like another no, they, world. But they don't, say. Years. They don't
10: no. say. No, but, but
9: that's my thing. I just like yeah, to they infer that this years is a later, In the names <laughs> of the book, they're going to be all the lines of magicians
6: and wizards that
9: have. <laughs> We're going to come back to, to that. talks question. about going up
6: above the clouds and seeing one moon and one sun, mm-hmm. so and lots of stars. So, you yeah. know, it's not one of those worlds where there's like 10 moons. And,
1: but they still don't specifically say no, it, they But not they, say it's inferred.
2: So, but well, the hold on to those earth. thoughts because we're going to come back to them. Doug, what did you think? Have you are you a steampunk or do you like steampunk? What I do don't think it was steampunk. Think
10: that I'm really a discerning enough person to say. Oh, everybody's say
2: discerning enough. One here. way or
10: another. Um,
2: gut gut feeling. Most experts
9: aren't
10: really experts. Sorry. <laughs> before I go ahead and answer that question, I totally agree with what Ricky was saying about as far as the explanation behind the reasoning the copper is being used especially because of the way that the gun is constructed I wouldn't be surprised if that's the best metal that they have accessible to them it's true well no burn. they have but
9: the, no, the core is made of iron and steel iron uh, or st- I wasn't clear whether it was I mean, iron or steel it,
10: it might be kind of like how there's not a lot of wood though
7: no, there but could just be a little really little, really, little, little, really, court, really
10: or, very small amount of X, Y, or Z metal that they're using um, the most of it
7: so yeah, I, think I still think forward. it's going to
9: rust faster if you put a layer over top of it. And then if you, any time you get that nick, even if you fold the copper over it, you're still going to have, it's still going to lead to internal problems in the metal,
10: I think. And Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not contesting that. I'm just saying that there's probably a reason for the need for having the extra <laughs> mass.
9: The copper looks cooler. The Shines true. up nice. Shines <laughs>
10: up, <laughs> up <laughs> nice. The I think if they didn't have it, that, it, they would I just have it, yeah like really been uh, foils. But oh, oh, yeah. there's not the same thing. If we're, no, no we if were they they right. you can't have on fencing foils. It's not the same. It's not as cool as you have pirates. You can't swash with a fencing sword. You need a saver to swash. Or a
2: cutlass. You have to have a certain kind of implement for swashing. The buckler, you know, you're
9: buckling
7: and then you need
10: a swasher. Or a
2: catalyst. <laughs> Anyway, it's <laughs> my technical terms
10: so, so that would be what I would say um, As far as
9: Well, I mean, he did give an explanation I just don't buy it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair, fair.
7: Oh, well.
4: steel.
9: Okay, yeah But the thing is, like, why do we clad the iron with steel? That, that, that. Well, to prevent it from rusting <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's going to work because, I, and, and they're not using bronze even They're using copper, which is
3: really soft bronze, You're right, bronze would probably be better because they use bronze cannon up into the and 1870s. And the, the
9: bronze, the bronze, it, even if it were bronze, it's going to wear off. I mean, try replating that.
5: I, I don't think it's practical. Somebody on the Jim Butcher page not going That is the thing
9: that bugs yeah. me in the book. I'm like, why on earth are they making these things out of copper? And then when they say it, I'm like, but that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs>
12: Right, but I do think there was something different about the metal because of the way it failed. It wasn't rust that... That mm. would happen over years. It I think the humidity catastrophic. It was a catastrophic like state. Like
9: yeah. like to like
12: you know, if like this happened, acid. it actually yeah, would fail. And then yeah. when you hit it, you couldn't look at it and see that it was rusting away. It was gone. But it, the
9: copper is going to make it days. even harder to see it. It'd be, I think it would still be better to yeah. keep it boiled constantly.
2: And maybe it's not really rust as we know rust. It could be like some ether-related like, thing. As, as you saying, some sort, sort of it iron it, it here's a thought. Yeah. It, it,
8: it might cool. be that, you know, That's when so they nice. do that whole questioning, you know, like, why do we do this? Because of this. Couldn't that just be a story that they're feeding people? Yeah.
0: That's yeah. also it could, possible. It could be the engineers are keeping their secrets yeah. secret.
8: Yeah.
1: Well, and they also, <laughs> so it's <like, laughs> say, the real they reason, can't
0: reproduce so so what the building is I Like I that
1: they're static. <laughs> there, there's a
2: lot of like
9: <laughs>
11: mysterious <laughs> tech. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> you <laughs> just, just made a really good point and I don't know think that everybody got to hear it. Which is we're why I'm thinking, which is why it's line they
1: lost a lot of information and it's just and they can't even reproduce the builders and how the spire stone. So they 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 have the only thing that they have to work with now is is inferior and if Something breaks, it's not the spire stone, it's their facsimile mm-hmm. uh, because they Definitely can't recreate what the builders did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: it could be, well, it like well, yeah. For all we know, the, the builders use nanotechnology to build skyscrapers into these giant towers above mm-hmm. the clouds. Indestructible stone, whereas they can't
1: reproduce mm-hmm. it now. Yeah.
2: Or they just may very well not know how to do cement.
3: Yeah. And yeah. yeah, the the ro the could made it cemented with carbon underwater. Oh near <laughs> water. We're well, still well, but it
7: was we not like there's steam. Yeah. Well it Even has though. to vent, you know. Yeah.
2: So Doug, we, we kind of went off and of we
10: diverged
1: from you. So what
2: what did you think? Was this steampunk?
10: It depends on how you define steampunk. I feel like if you're gonna define steampunk it's You've got the Victorian era, and instead of branching over into the, the digital world that we did, they found another way and continued on. And I feel like that's, it. that's as far as I'm concerned, that's all you really need to have it. That's a
2: very state.
12: solid definition. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough of a feel for genres, because I don't care that much about the genre. I really just care about good writing. That's mm-hmm. that's also a really
2: good that way to come at it. Um, we I think as a as a uh, book club I I've always tried to bring pretty solid reads, but we have had some that are stinkers. Um, and so, we love you for that.
5: Thank you.
2: I try really hard to only get good ones. But um, you know, like Quality of writing and storytelling trumps genre every time. So just having gadgets and gears is not gonna make it satisfactory.
1: What'd you think? Well, um I I look at steampunk as an all inclusive. I don't separate it into diesel punk, clock punk, you know, the like rococo punk. I don't separate it. It's all under one. So I would say yes, this is an alternate history. It, it, it has a number of the Technology bells and whistles in, yeah. you know, it has an emphasis on um, interesting tech um, and mm-hmm. personal gadgets and gizmos mm-hmm. um, the gauntlets the, the teapot mm-hmm. on the oh, oh that, was, <laughs> yeah, that was great <laughs> oh, the teapot <laughs> oh, the teapot <laughs> um, but the fact that that only s- it, electricity is so rare that they can't just... They had that conversation. It's like, well, why don't they just put this in all the guest cams? Well, there's only so much... They get their power from the crystals. And the crystals, you can't just willy-nilly use the power. It takes forever to grow a crystal. Right. So I think that that's a very interesting way of, you know, converting it from, you know... It doesn't have to be steam. You know, the steam punk is just a, it's a title It doesn't have to have steam. It doesn't have to have... You, didn't really see any gears too much he saw you know uh, turn cog that type of stuff but not you know gears but it's to me it was still a steampunk novel you know? and but it was fantastic even if it wasn't mm-hmm.
0: I'd definitely say it's steampunk from a certain point of view I mean because it's got you know first the First, you start out of the book. Oh, look, you're, you're imagining an Iron Man type gauntlet with a blaster crystal in the palm of her blowing mm-hmm. up furniture. I mean, and you're thinking, oh my god, I've seen that at Wawa Westcon. You have the leather gauntlet that's got a little glowy thing mm-hmm. in the palm. And then you've got the goggles, the guys are on the, the airships. there's an airship, they're just not saying it has to be a bag of air or whatnot, but they do refer to the steam powered warships that they do have them. It's just Grim prefers this ship because he's simpatico with it. It's quiet. Yeah, so I, I would definitely say... And he knows it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And And, the we, and when you it. love your ship like a <laughs> woman... Oh. See, I don't see
2: that picture mm-hmm. in my book,
0: but yeah. it's yeah, not, on it's the the audio, not but in the digital
2: copy. That's yeah. why I opened it up. Oh, uh-huh. my god. Yes. Oh, so if you, if you read the digital, which I read the digital originally, and then I got the paperback, they have uh, a illustration yeah. oh, of wow. how Butcher envisioned his airships and there is them, no uh, the powers, but we, yeah,
0: we have there's
2: no bag. Yeah.
0: Of it's it's not the hot air balloon yeah. it's it's a ship that has mass on the top and the bottom.
10: In yeah. 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 some ways I'm kind of glad that I didn't see that at first because I had a very different like mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. struggling on the first half of the book trying to try and figure out some of this stuff
0: looked like. Right. You Especially know, when they talk about the netting. the netting. I go like, like
7: Tron,
1: you know yeah. the uh, when when the solar sails come and, out, you know. Exactly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> see, yeah, and, and the wedding. Yeah.
5: Was coming. I was yeah.
2: seeing the airship in <laughs> the movie um, oh, yeah. uh Oh yeah, you know, I like see. the Lightning I Pirates. See. So, um, <laughs> but I definitely had in <laughs> mind, in my head, it had a bag because all airships have bags. Yeah. They always, they're always like dirigibles and zeppelins yeah. in my head. Um, and so when I opened this up, I was like. Hmm. Well, that gets away from the whole problem that comes up in our community about how it would be impossible to have the big ships hanging off of the bags of the size that we describe in our books, because physics. (laughs) 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 physics. And she was like, like whatever, I, I spit at physics. We've got
0: something totally different. They have an anti-grav crystal, so that right. saves you on so much. It's, it's sort of crystal like goes this it. way, crystal goes this way, and then. It's like the
2: crystals. crystals. Mm-hmm. We will never understand yes. where they come from, they don't have to. we don't. We don't care. They work somehow, in they the like? the yeah. Yeah. and then Starship Enterprise flies, and we find out. Talk to. Yeah,
0: we find yes. out they're yeah. amazingly quirky, and they have likes and dislikes.
12: <laughs> oh, you haven't read it yet, <laughs> so we. What did you think? Um, I think I'm even newer than you when it comes to this sort of thing, but I guess for me, sure, it's stable enough. Why not? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of got that, like, Victorian altar kind of thing going. So, sure, i yeah. Awesome. And, uh,
11: when I first started reading it, I would have said no. And I think, of the problem was that I looked at that illustration at the front of the book. Like, I've had the, the, you know, been working with the Kindle edition. It probably wouldn't have kind of prejudiced me. Yeah. yeah, but. Um, until about halfway through, I was really leaning more towards just science fiction and fantasy than I was towards steampunk. And then, you know, somehow, when they brought in the more of the hand-to-hand combat and the gauntlets and the crystals and the... It became more steampunk to me. It's bringing it down out of the air. You'd think it would be the airships that did it, but by seeing that airship at the beginning and thinking, no, oh, it looks like a cool kind of pirate ship, but, you know, an air well, pirate
12: ship. We
4: running around in-
5: yeah, yeah. Think about that yeah. Nation, I, I was gonna say like he threw in steam at times, like right. he mentioned it on the ships, the steam tunnels. It was so, and I and I, but I didn't feel like that was him just like <coughs> hand, you know trying to go steam, you know, put a label on yeah. it. I mean, it fit, it worked, but the, the overall. I'm new to it, Perhaps I mean, Jim
1: Butcher doesn't want to have it classified as one that, specific yeah. genre, yeah. but it wants to appeal to multiple.
11: And that's actually what yeah. occurred to me about halfway through the book, was to stop worrying about was it yeah. steampunk or mm-hmm. wasn't it, just and think, just, hey, it's just a good book. Yeah. And if I'd never even heard of steampunk, I still would have picked this up and read it. You know, mm-hmm. I still would have found it. And I'm glad it was a, a recommendation. I just got to it that much sooner. I haven't read any of his others, and, and now definitely I would certainly consider you know, Yes. Seeking so this hooked.
6: out as an author,
11: yes, yeah, definitely. On, so. I have a question. Yes. For yes. So Why
6: is there. it called oh. the Aeronauts Windless?
7: That is a really
6: good question. Because um, our a hero, Grim, says, I don't consider my ship to just be a windlass, which is something that's lowered. Mm. And that's only one part of it where they're lowered down to mm. the landing. Why is the book called that? We might have to track down Mr. Butcher himself.
2: And inquire. I okay. have
9: a oh. feeling that was part of the editing process. Of how you was out of
2: Somebody said, "But this
9: sounds like a great
2: title." It is. It is very well, like it's punchy, well, and it it yeah. sort of has a nice, you know. Well, flow. I, the
3: windlass is a piece of technology, uh-huh. and yeah.
1: <laughs> I think. I mean, one of the things that I think is is, is of course, that battle. At where he's left with only the crystals where he can go up and down uh, and very slowly at that. And then the fact it. that the arc spire then approaches him saying, Hey, look, I need this. <laughs> you can just like it's like, no, I'm a I am a, I am a you know, I'm a I don't know if like, I forget what type of ship it was. It's like it's like you can get any windlass to do that. Yes. The I this is predator. Yes. Okay, yes. I don't do that.
6: That's why I but listen, like, he does.
1: Literally. He live he is. In this instance, this big mission is he is acting as a windlass. I am taking you from this Hubble to this Hubble, to uh, help lending Hubble, uh, Hubble, excuse me. <laughs> um, and so I think that, and of course it's an exchange for, you know, to become more than what he is. Yes. But in essentially, that's his purpose for this he is Leo. But without him, none of this could happen. So it's like he was. He is that pivotal character that is where he's needed to be oh, at he sure all times, right and right he—he's right time. the linchpin, in my opinion. Grim is the linchpin. You see, he, we meet Master Ferris because of him. We meet Bayard and Rook because of him. Then we are introduced to Gwen and Bridget and them from the you know the other chapters, but. When it's when he comes along, Into the that the, is where the really the the heart of the story and and the whole purpose the the you know the the mission that everything everything is keyed on him. So I think that that's, to me that's why it is, why yeah, was why the windlass. It's his like, yeah. and we all <laughs> know he's exactly. not yeah. just a windlass. You know, right. it's like he's more than that. He and more I more think as yeah. the next books come out. It's going to be even more apparent that you know. But I have a question. At the end of the book, when Gwendolyn is having her heart-to-heart with him, is it just me, or to get that vibe where that they're going to have a much stronger bond or relationship later on? That I know that Possible she's part. he's old enough to be her father. I mean, that well, I don't think that, it's that, old. that he's old enough to be her father probably. Well, I mean, he's,
2: he's certainly he's older than she is, than yes. Yes. Yeah. and I'm that she's like probably
1: m- about 13.
2: I
4: they just, say at some point she Okay, so, so I knew she was oh, like, good. you know, she, she, somewhere around that. It that says somewhere. And then Bridget is
1: 17. Yeah, see, I thought that, yeah, they were both so 17. So hopefully Grim
4: is not like,
1: uh, you know, what no, I'm probably thinking. Be is like it down just means sh-
4: I think that she's
1: going to, you know, eventually. See, like, I get the feeling
0: he's like late 20s, 30 ish.
1: No, I see. I
11: get no, the feeling he's, he's older.
10: 30s. I'm seeing yeah. He's got
11: to be late thirties at least. 30s. 30s. Yeah. 40s. Just when they talk about his years that the you know years that he yeah. served before he took but on the predator before
10: done. he was discharged. I yeah. don't think that he would be yeah. in his early twenties. And, and all
12: of his compatriots are high up in yeah. the yeah. So they're probably in, in their thirties.
1: Yeah, they're in their late thirties because I don't think they have a high life expectancy. <laughs> no, <probably not. laughs> um, but it I just crazy. got that impression that she was. I just,
5: I just you know. thought it was more of like she went into the whole situation thinking he was this and by the end of it yeah. her perception of him just did a 180 yeah. to where at first he was a scoundrel and he got you know kicked out of the, well, cowardice the and and
6: I'm so cowardice
5: yeah and then by the end it was like this you know who, this is this isn't the man i thought i knew and like she gained some kind of great respect. Well, I
9: mean,
2: they can have a
5: 12 years, Twelve years was a short commission.
3: So mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. it at sexual.
2: 18, Yeah, I, mean, I, eight I was going to Molly and Tristan. She's, of a she's his
9: apprentice in the books. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they,
5: even the way they threw her in the, indi- you know, in the engine room, well, at the end yeah. where she's working with the crystals. Oh, well, like she's fully capable. Like, I'm seeing her on the ship in the next book, like flying around and doing the
1: and she doesn't behave as a child the most part, other than yeah. the fact that... And she kind of leads into it,
11: talking to him about the fact that, you know, going back, she's been through this experience that, you know, that, other, that the rest of them haven't, you know, yeah, that yeah. she's going to go back and expect to be who she was before this, this mm-hmm. whole thing but happened. But that's more young, soldier and it's, Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it was that kind of, of uh, you know, I think it's sort of that kind of relationship is he understands what she's going through, whereas you know when she gets back to her family they're not going to know
10: i think that jeff may have hit it on the head as far as that relationship that you're talking about that but I, think that that I think that that's something that she's starting to develop a... not going to she's going to try to no. continue back in inspire spire and then she's going to be pulled on to
11: i could see her back her on right, ship yeah. i i she agree absolutely
10: crystal the relationship Princess. where she was talking with journeyman To say it, I think something's gonna happen to the man with the mustache. Breaks my heart. Um I'm just imagining like solid, thick.
7: (laughs) 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 This is a pretty fabulous mustache, you know it is. It's gotta be.
10: Well he's got no other hair. Um so it's gotta be great. But I do see something happening to him in
6: the next book and her moving up into that role. The engineer her
1: relationship (laughs) with crystal (laughs) and his relationship (laughs) with the ship. Yeah. (laughs) Um I think they could easily, it's like, you know, I just see that, yeah, definitely her moving on to the ship.
10: I have a question for you guys. Okay. Off of, um, what was your name again? Jim. Jim. Um, you had mentioned like the, the crystals having personality. That personality. Um, do you guys think that it's actually the crystal that has, as far as AMS Predator, do you think that crystal is actually what's causing that personality that Folly was interacting with? Yeah. Or do you think that it's wood? Cool? I think it's a symbiosis of all of them together. Because, the
4: because in the fight, the, crystal. oh, the crystal's no, been replaced. The core the crystal has never is thousands been replaced. It's, oh, it's it the, it the,
9: crystal the crystal. Yeah, the
1: only the, it's the core crystal that Folly was speaking to. Yeah.
10: She <laughs> is predator. The core crystal... if you. Can, but yeah. wouldn't if that's the case where individual crystal is the personality. Wouldn't there be multiple voices in Predator at that point?
1: There could very well be, but hers would be far more dominant than any of the young ones. They may
2: have to grow into their personalities.
3: Mm-hmm. Possibly so is the crystal a catalyst for something else? But there's no magic in the Has crystal
2: read
9: crystal is the mind
3: catalyst mind that makes something else come no, out. No, I have
9: not. Okay, that was that was taking. They had crystals, and there's a whole. I don't want to give it away, but the crystals turned out to be something totally unexpected.
5: But, I, I, I agree it, it, To me, it sounded like it was some kind of oh, the crystals and the wood, like the symbiosis. The, the way she described the way that he was a the Graham was attached to the ship. <laughs> I could just. I don't know why, like I got this picture in my head of like just his footsteps and him like, touching it and interacting with the ship and things made it. It made me feel kind of like how they were talking about the library,
10: yeah. where it yeah. wasn't the pages themselves, it was that interaction yes. with them. And I feel like it might be something more along the lines of the wood possibly being powered through the crystals you know, with their interaction with the crystal and the, um, the experiences, but I feel like the wood is actually preserving those interactions and I, developing personality out of it. That's I'm, sure, I'm that thinking
9: appreciate. that it's like it, it acts as an extension Carrie, of London, her. Of Holmes. the
1: crystal, I think. Of course, and the crystals, of course, are, are created different ways and stuff. Um, and of course, a crystal a cork, isn't considered, a core crystal is not even considered broken in until it's a hundred years old <laughs> at least. I'm thinking that when she infuses the ship with her identity, that's the way I took it. It's all the crystal. Um, but the reason why she came sense it is because it's part, the ship has become part of her. And she's the brain and the heart. Um, but, and she can't speak to anybody, but she can speak to her. The captain is sensitive enough that he can, he feels her he feels it, whereas Folly can actually directly speak to it, and of course this is the one time she can directly speak as opposed to speaking to her crystals Um, and Folly sees each of those little crystals as somebody to protect it's like, I think the crystal sees the ship and Grim as something she needs to protect, and if you piss off the crystal, the crystal's probably not going to want to take care of that ship too much because, (laughs) you know and those are the ones that are irreplaceable that ship has got to be, if the crystal is thousands of years old, if that ship, the wood has been
4: replaced repeatedly. But it's maybe, it, maybe it's is the constant. shape of
8: the ship. Maybe it's the way, the design of the ship, the way that it's been put together, as opposed to the planks of wood individually. But the design of the ship, because I remember they talked about the way that the ship sings, when she, yeah, it's going in its dives, yeah. and the yeah. other, the other I mean, ships don't have that same kind of sound. But, but Whereas, is that singing
1: the crystals? Because no. remember, she can hear that the crystal was two so days so off.
4: There's bound. He says at the beginning that every ship sings in a different way, and I have a feeling it's the, it's the physical properties right. of the ship moving through the air. There's
8: something about the design of this particular ship or type of ship that the crystal responds to more than it would out of another design. Or Or maybe responds differently. Yeah. It would be a
12: different a different person that or a different entity if that crystal were in a different So who knows about the
2: properties of sound and amplification? Because to me, what you're talking about is how you use a crystal yeah. and radio yeah, and to so amplify sound through the wood, and the woods have different properties, just like a violin. Stradivarius is basically the same shape as any other violin ever, but sounds sweeter than than many. Yeah. So, so each ship is going to is have a different certain different quality residences. that will amplify, to me, this mm-hmm. is what I take away, yeah. um... My music background's coming out here, <laughs> like will amplify some qualities of that crystal, and so some will be more harmonious, than others and it sounds like there's been a
3: really It'll magic a relationship. And on that note, wavelengths and frequencies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the captain just plays the instrument better. Yeah, yeah. some people can there? play an instrument, but it yeah. sounds
0: terrible. And the fact that but she has he plays, and m- it's music. She, no. The ship has a shriek like a bird of prey, basically coming down on her prey. Do you have a comment
12: yeah. that, that we? I, I did I kind of had. Theory about the crystals where it almost seemed like maybe they were like cellular organisms where the more cells they had, the more intelligent they were, maybe the louder they were. And maybe, maybe Folly talking to her little crystals, maybe she can hear all of them. But maybe because some are so much bigger that they can kind of communicate with the other beings around them a little better. That's kind of what I thought. Awesome. So, do we think crystals grow <laughs> outside <laughs> of the battery? or do uh, they come out of the battery at a certain size and then they, they just coalesce? Yeah. I, th-
1: I think that they don't grow so much because uh, they're out of the environment that would allow. Like even a natural crystal, if you take it out of its environment, it won't grow. If you touch it, you destroy any uh, future growth. But I think what they do is they tune, you know, if they refine themselves
10: to see what Jen does with the Nexus Yeah, mm-hmm. and possibly in the right circumstances they might be able to you know if they're sitting there for long enough in the Nexus and they have an etherealist working with them talking to them like a clock maybe maybe that's how they're able to go ahead and get them because we don't know anything about the battery maybe the battery is at a nexus point um, for the, the ether and that's why it's doing what it does I have no idea mm-hmm. it's they
11: might
10: have blown up <laughs> the batteries
6: <laughs> <laughs> people have yeah. their
2: own battery yeah, so I think every t- spire has a battery is like a, crystals. a kingdom unto itself yes. and has its own you know Society and its own batteries for different things. Oh, oh they families. The Hubble, the Hubble. Yes, mm-hmm. they did. They did
6: exactly like that. <laughs> no, I agree with Jeff. Though
2: I feel like this was such a wonderful, rip-roaring read and a great story. And this, the basic story is completed. Right, mm-hmm. he finishes the essential story, but but Butcher's really good at this, you think, oh, in book three, you're like, oh, these are just going to be, like, the dressed-in books are just going to be little, you know, fun stories, and then by book five, you're like,
1: find out Butcher, you've
2: been leading <laughs> up to this <laughs> from
7: the first
9: <universe. laughs> <a> story you <laughs> find out There's the significance the of the line voice. in the very first yes, book that whenever the it you yeah,
0: just, just the loud voice. Voice.
5: I love that I was so entertained, but at the same time, I had, lit, like, every time I put it down, I was like, why are happen? they living in here? What's happening on the surface? Where did those crystals come from? What's the voice? What's the
7: voice? God. <laughs> <laughs> a children's like question.
5: I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> entertained and mad and dull at the same time.
7: Yeah,
11: so so much. I was driving down the road and I hit the speed where you know the tires hit sort of harmonic resonance. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, okay. This, <laughs> you know, I think it. Okay. Uh, You're stop thinking about the, the book. Focus on the road here. Yeah. So I have I have a question. We have about ten
2: minutes left. Um, we can run over maybe a minute or two but we should be kind to the lovely people here because um, they close at five so um, I have a quick question <laughs> um, do you think this is earth in the future after a, a cataclysm or do you think this is a different you know alternate you know dimension different reality what do you think
11: who wants to tackle that one
1: I think it's Earth I think it's Earth. Earth. They refer to these mythical creatures, and it's like the name of the it's the it's the the red horse inn or something. You know, it's like you know. I think it's Earth that's yeah. just had a uh, it's a cataclysmic event had occurred, and they could no longer live on the surface, and they created these fires to raise them above a certain like
12: miasma. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. they just sure. had to get up. Or whatever
6: does. That's pretty hard. They have mm-hmm. rebuild their lung <laughs>
12: capacity,
6: <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's on closed
7: too. So. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's not so. that. Yeah. I
12: worked at a mine in Colorado, and it was we were like two and a half miles up. You get used to it. You yeah. you get up there, and it's. I mean, you can't like stress yourself out every day. You know, you got to take it easy. But oh yeah, yeah. people get used to all kinds I the can't days. sleep it's on a big bus. Geez, we were working at like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, so. I know. I Yeah. Guess
2: I, I studied opera. Eight thousand feet is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's A, it's a little braggy, but. What do you guys think?
12: Yeah, yeah. yeah? Earth, think earth, Earth. earth. I just wanted to tie I'll it not in. Not in the
10: future, earth. just in the
0: alternate. Yeah, there are a few
12: things that I that I don't know. Some of the physics and stuff that I'm not sure. We're back to the copper. Fit. <laughs> I kind
5: of, I kind of almost got a feeling like we're, we're never gonna find out for sure. It is oh not well,
6: necessary. Yes. I don't, I, I don't I think
5: call? that was that wasn't. I guess of all the hundreds of questions I had, that wasn't an important one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's well, a, why it's was this book question from the past <laughs> <it's> so important?
1: <laughs> well, we're gonna find out. <laughs> well,
9: oh, well, that's what I'm saying. But for him saying we're not gonna find well, out, the fact I think that it's that it is the names that are important. What? I think I think he's gonna. I kind of wanted to tie these two things together because
5: well it's tough because like every time I would like I said every time I would put it down I would have like a list in my head of things you know I really want to know what's happened to the surface that's yeah. what it's trying yeah. to yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm,
0: you know. I'm sure we're getting teased yeah. that oh, yeah. we'll yeah. get there eventually and I mean, in some
9: of the reviews that I've read they talked about um, something from 10,000 years ago that's ready to rise again which I didn't see a reference to in the book but that's what they, when they describe the book, they say that. So I think there's something more ah, that's
5: been just revealed. Voice. Just how terrified everyone acts of it. That's what we like, right? what, what, what happened. I mean, even like you said, with the boat captain, like, yeah. put em down. Yeah, well, well, them well, down. Yeah, don't you let them land. Don't let them land. Do them oh. clean. Right. Well, how
1: he, re- he, he told the Ark Spire, no, you're not putting them on, <laughs> on the yeah. first level. Just, first just yeah. The them first instead. level, because yeah. that's a death sentence, and
0: they deserve better than that. Because fairly horrible like, cuz i'm just saying a tower you know, spire having little silk weavers coming up from the bottom you know, level right. yeah. i was picturing you know post
11: you know post apocalypse giant spiders and everything else with it you know and that's why nobody wants to be down there so yeah. i
0: did think you know a a possible future of the- like new the jersey uh, the air is coming and the creatures <laughs> that come swimming yeah. out of the the clouds the air somehow.
7: is
5: It's like, well, if
0: they can grow that stuff that they grow in the vats, what did the builders grow back on Earth down at the base? You know, it's one of those of, hey, I can grow steak in my vat. Well, probably could have made these creatures out of the vats back in the day.
2: And we may find out, because you
11: know he's going to take us down there. There's going to be some Mm
0: -hmm. kaiju. You know it. Someone's going to have
1: to go down to the surface.
11: Well, I got the feeling that the king knew... More about mm-hmm. what goes on at the oh, surface yeah. and stuff than and the arch. Yeah, he knows a lot
1: more about what's going on yeah. than he loves. Yeah, about. even though he
11: says, "Oh, I'm, I'm just a figurehead." Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah with it. all of sure his are. books, yeah. 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 big brain.
2: All right, one more question. Did you have a particular moment where it was cinemagraphic enough for you that you were like, "These are the people I want to see seeing these <laughs>
5: roles." I didn't even think about it. In that I,
2: kind of I like to throw out the the curveballs periodically especially the last five
7: minutes
0: cool. <laughs> I got one yeah. yeah just at the very get go when there's a teenage girl having a tantrum that she wants to do what she wants to do and her mom says no and she's blasting furniture then that scene when her mom's assistant comes by and says Esther Brooke. yeah Estherbrook. and she's like well my daughter wouldn't have done it unless I told her she could but passed it is what I think she's uh,
2: yeah well I mean it's too Angelina
0: Jolique as the mom <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and well the
2: she the had co- the eye patch like in sky yeah. captain yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: and then the girl yeah. from uh who played kick-ass she's in the fifth wave oh you mean hit girl she, yeah she yeah. would be yeah. oh hit girl yeah Chloe. she would be good for it yeah
2: all right hit girl is gwen
7: yeah
12: all right i so can be, see that yeah anybody else see that? Cinem- yeah. Cinem- yeah. especially in
7: regal in the garments you know? cookie,
0: i
4: even figure out how to
0: <laughs> I mean,
4: most books I just don't It's the B one and the C one and the, you know. Well,
2: Gwen is at least like a really, you know, you can read it and know how to say her name yeah. 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 That's Do great. you
1: know who make an interesting Grimm? Chris Evans Because as he gets older I think I could see him as More you know,
6: yeah, I mean, I was seeing I've seen a Hugh
1: Jackman some there, but sure, Chris <laughs> Pine. <Paul. laughs> no, I'm sorry. After <laughs> Pan, I can't. <laughs> I, can't.
2: Uh, I haven't yeah. seen that. I have. Don't. Don't. I chose don't. not to do <laughs> that to myself. I
8: chose to just
2: not do it. Yeah.
0: I should have listened mm-hmm. to Kelly. Don't.
8: Mm-hmm. I, I won't. So, you know, I, I think so I'd go with someone more rugged for Grim. Someone like. Um, I can't remember what his name is. The guy who plays Magneto in the new X Men. Oh, Osbender. Oh. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he
7: can do just a little more rough. Yeah. He can do anything. Get some
0: gristle going. Mm-hmm.
10: If they were to do that, I would hope that they would get someone more in mm-hmm. line with. Kind of like where you were going with uh, Hugh Jackman, where it's someone who's, in my mind, supposed to look like Wolverine. Yeah. Like
0: Wolverine, yeah, the, the stubby hero Hugh Jack yeah. and Wolverine, yeah. but actual like the, the
10: actual he's Scott kind of a little guy. Yeah. yeah, like he's five set, five, five. Yeah. Right, right. Know, definitely not the sort of like,
7: oh my God, look
10: it's yeah. Grim, but more like. Because hey, he's solid, be but <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're kind of kind of a little guy. I respect the heck out of you, but but yeah. you're, you're not that. He's probably, wiry, intimidating. <laughs>
7: yeah,
0: and then he's got to have the great coat.
10: Yeah, and the coat. Yeah. <laughs> Solid
2: coat. You know, um, butcher has a thing for coats. Yeah. Cats. Like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other acting uh, casting choices?
5: For some reason, I'm just trying to pin Folly down. I can't well, do it. I for mean,
2: some I I was thinking oh, of the Rivers, girl from Harry. T-
11: what's her name from Harry Potter? Oh. Oh. Emma yeah. Watson. Oh yeah. That was who I pictured when I read oh, Folly. Yeah. Wow. Summer Summer yeah,
7: uh-huh.
8: summer yeah.
2: yeah,
11: yeah. These people are all getting too old. Yeah, it's all right.
2: This is our fantasy world. Oh, right. Right. I can cast Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> 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 yes, you could cast Humphrey Bogart exactly, <laughs> yeah. or Cary Grant. Although dream I dream think either. he'd be like a Bayard. You know, Cary Grant he'd definitely be Bayard. Errol
6: Flynn.
2: Well,
1: yeah. I mean,
6: be be Basil Rathbone is.
2: so. I rook. mean, I might actually cast <laughs> Errol as Rook, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Errol. Well, um, I think we're about at time. Did anybody else have a last comment or question or share they wanted about the book? No. Yeah, Thank you meeting. so much. This is a great meeting. Really appreciate you all coming out, and especially the new people. I hope you had a good time. Oh, wow. The yeah. yeah. club come back. We you know, we always have a good conversation and um
7: yeah, come out to one of our other events too. We do a lot of social things and you don't have to wear goggles or anything. Not. Just have a coffee, right. So
2: with that, thank you so much for coming. I bet you all
3: thank you. and
2: uh, you can send your friends.
0: Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network, and feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D, Journey of the 5th Edition, and Scion, Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.
2: Hi, how are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you doing? Wonderful. Are you here for book club?
10: Yes, ma'am.
2: Wonderful. Well, welcome. I'm excited to see new faces today. Yeah, that's a lot of.
10: That is an awesome shirt, by the way. Thank you. This
2: is my uh, Steampunk Incognito, plus goggles today. Normally, I'm in like the whole nine yards outside of Book Club, and at Book Club, we keep it super cash because we're all like, we're just here to
7: talk about the books, man. We're not here for the (laughs) courses.